0: Abide with me. Abide with me. Don't let me fall. And don't let go. Walk with me. And never leave.
1: Ever close. This is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas, and uh, glad to have some special guests with me today. I've got some uh, influencer brothers from Canada uh, up there in Ontario, Peterborough, Ontario area, and they'll tell you a little bit about that. But uh, it's a, another cool story of how God works some things out and and took us places we never thought we'd go. So uh, I'm uh, got three guys with me who were in the very first journey group up there in uh, this area. Uh, Wade Hamblin was the first guy that talk to me and we met at a solely business conference and we'll talk a little bit about what happened up there and we got ziggy Bushhouse, and i've got rick leclerc so uh these guys are uh, influencer brothers and they're going to tell you a little bit about their story but wade i want to start with you uh welcome first of all hey brian thanks for
2: having us on here i think this is a great idea to be able to get this message out
1: yeah definitely definitely i love using these podcasts to share this share the stories of transformation and just how god's moving so so wait tell a little the history of how you found out about influencers and the journey and and what prompted you to uh to pursue it and I know it took about a year before it all came about but tell a little of the story
2: I believe it was a fall session of the uh, solely business and you came up to um to the Ottawa area here in Ontario um and you came up with um Oh my goodness! Rocky what's that rocky yeah rocky Rock, Rocky Fleming came up with you right, right. and so right. and actually, you came up with him because he was the keynote speaker at one of the Soli business uh, events here in in the fall and then um and I was intrigued by by Rocky's uh, message there and and I picked up one of his his actually the initial book for for the um, the journey group um, and uh, and then the following Soli business. That I was at it was you and another gentleman uh, that came up to the Ottawa area, and you were the speaker and so uh, it was there that i I think you and I connected and and we had a little chat about you know what can we do in the area to be able to um uh to be able to create a discipleship group and uh, and i and actually I think Rick was at that solely business too that Rocky spoke at um, yeah. there was four or five of us came up from our church to Soli that that session um and so then the guys at our church, uh, Rick, Rick and Ziggy and, and, um, and Jeff and Napo, we were all sitting around talking about how do we, how do we get, um, the guys in our church to have, how do we have an effect on them spiritually? We fed, we felt like we were, we were just event planners and we had this conversation for probably two years. Like we just, all we do is plan events, people come out, plan events, people come out, but there's we really didn't see any kind of a growth in spirituality with our guys. And we all looked at each other and we all agreed that maybe the spiritual growth has to happen with us that's trying to lead the pack. And uh, so that's when we decided to uh, to give you a call and, uh, and see if we can't start a journey group up here or see what that would look like, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you know, just keeping thinking about up there in Canada, I'm assuming a lot of our listeners in the United States probably don't know what the spiritual climate's like in Canada. Is it similar to the United States from what you understand? Or what what's it like? Are there a lot of churches or the denominations? What do you find in most cities in Canada? Can you kind of give me a quick summary of that?
2: I would assume that it's fairly similar. Um, Ziggy, do you have any input on that? You do a lot of international traveling with. <laughs> with uh with with missions work and that kind of stuff, right?
3: Yeah, I know I I think from that point it's it's fairly similar, uh even though we have our uniquenesses because we are Canadian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well some, some of us
0: are Canadian. I'm still American. So I've <laughs> I've lived on both sides of the border, Brian, and I can assure you that it's very similar. Uh we have our we have our Bible belts just Maybe not as much as they do in the States, but we definitely have. Uh, there is a strong Christian flow in certain areas and less in others, but uh, churches everywhere.
1: Yeah, and and the same thing is probably true there that's here, that churches don't exactly know what to do with their men. And there are men's ministries, but they're not necessarily thriving. They're not necessarily doing discipleship either. No. If they're doing anything, they're doing events. Like you said, um, they're trying. They're trying to connect the men but what men really need is an abiding relationship with Christ, <laughs> you know, and they just don't know how to get there. So, so, uh, so Wade, just continue to tell the story of uh, how the first group formed and, and tell me a little bit about what, how that went with your first group there.
0: So, yeah. So the, so the five of us
2: that, that, that lead our men's group or men's ministry in our church uh, decided that we would uh, we would attempt to go through this nine month process with, uh, with the discipleship journey. And, uh, there was actually, uh, three other guys, four other guys that joined us from our church. And, uh, it was, it was a great, there wasn't anybody that fell off out of the nine that started. Um, and which is amazing to me. Um, everybody was engaged and everybody, um, you know, had growth in their spiritual walk and and we're excited to expand from there right we're already in the middle of talking about what do we do in february or march and to start up uh, other journey groups
1: so since you've got the floor wade what what are some things that you found to be unique about the journey or what any what are what parts of the journey really penetrated your heart personally i think um
2: i think for me it was a and it's not even that we didn't I didn't know, but it was almost a different way of um explaining how to abide in Christ and what it means to um to have his unconditional love and um, because I think as guys, for sure myself, I beat myself up all the time for failing and Areas and including my walk with Christ, and and that's not who He is and what He wants for us. So, um, I think that was probably the biggest thing is the delivery and the method and delivery and the breakdown of what it means to actually be a disciple and and to and to care, and to walk around with His love in our heart.
1: So, were you a guy that was already a guy who had a quiet time in the morning in, in the Word? Were you? were you pretty committed? It sounds like you're already involved in your church, part of the leadership at your church, but tell a little bit about where you were before the journey and maybe what, what's different now.
2: Um, I would say that I struggled with uh, my quiet time. Um, I, I, I've i always wanted to have that quiet time and always wanted to have, um, you know, my time with, with Christ, but, and, and try to keep that to myself. And no, I didn't, I did I wasn't, I I don't think I was, Um, one of the guys that would pick up his Bible every morning and and be in, in the word every day. And I think that, um, and again, I think that the, the, the journey also gave the grace that that's okay. And, um, and we just need to learn to get better and, and to, and it's not about, I, I took away from it that it wasn't, um, a right or wrong thing. It's just your desire to be with him is what is
1: what he wants. Right. Yeah, that's Right. That's good. That's really good. Uh, let me just bring a couple of these other guys in. Rick, yeah. uh, tell tell about your experience where you were before and what anything that really penetrated you going through the journey. Well,
0: it's, uh, it, it was interesting because I know when we talked, Wade and Jeff and uh, Napo and I, uh, I was at the brink of saying that uh, whatever we're doing in this men's ministry, it's not working. And I was ready to step down. Like, I just felt like, Whatever we tried wasn't uh, creating the kind of growth I wanted to see in guys in our church. And I thought maybe new leadership would be would be the answer. And so these guys around the table convinced me that no, we don't want you to step down, but then Jeff said, well, maybe we should do a some sort of study. And that's when Wade came out with the uh, the journey, and I, I thought, well, you know what? Maybe that's what we do need to do. We prayed a lot about it, so it that's how we started it and for me it, the journey created a a storyline how do I walk through my life with Christ from the journey uh book that we start reading when when the uh, um, when the guy the spiritual guy comes out with his horse and he picks up the um, I've totally lost my uh, my thought there but he picks up the individual and he starts writing through and it's it's like writing through the church and seeing all these people just sitting there with no spiritual life in them and, and I and I read through that twice because I really wanted to understand what was going on and until we get to the kingdom you really don't grasp that concept and and I kept saying that that's the problem in churches today men are not being fed, to the point where they can spiritually walk, you know, and and so by the time we got halfway through it, I started to put all the pieces together, and I said, "Wow, what clarity this is given to me, to to better understand that it's not my job to go out there and tell people they need they need to read their Bible more. It's more like let God put those people in front of me, who are ready and willing to move forward, and one by one, we are going to build a giant." kingdom of god and and i'm not worried about the large number of men in our church anymore i'm just worried about gre- reaching out to one or two and by the time it was all said and done and i went through the prayer the the the, the, co- the prayer book uh, the cottage the prayer cottage the, right yeah that that just spoke volumes to me right it just gave me clarity in my prayer time and 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 what does it mean to be still you know you can pray all you want but if you don't take that time to go into the examination room you are just blowing hot air off you know it's, you need more you need that quiet time and um we went away for a weekend or a day with the guys on an island and and we just that was meant so much to me that day and Guys don't get together and talk a lot, you know, but this group i'm I'm telling you the nine of us uh were sharing even through the midst of covid, uh, I thought this is gonna d- get dismantled, but God kept us going, and it's it's just amazing how we've connected and what we want to do like Wade said, we were already looking at what we're doing. I might do a um, a man and a woman's group to to support our marriage, uh, program that we have in our church. So
1: a lot of opportunities. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. Um, Zegi, how about you? <clears throat> Talk about your personal experience with it.
3: Well, be, being involved in, in, in leadership and, and, uh, I like that word influencer, right? Because it's, uh, uh, influencers, uh, don't care about titles or positions or whatever. They just, influence and and it's it's only by being uh given to holy spirit that the proper influence can flow and uh uh, the 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 journey uh provides a pathway and and uh and and a hook uh but it goes down into that depth that that uh, uh we are disciples of jesus and disciples make disciples and uh, uh, this lays it out fairly clean, and and in the storyline, the way it's written, I I love it. That sometimes you say, okay, is this now an autobiography, or is this now Like, what's going on here? But 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 it just uh, uh, <laughs> they all teased me because I had the books read in what one month. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, because I want to get a grasp of where's this whole thing going. Right. And, uh, and I could agree uh, with a whole lot of it, right. From the beginning to the end. And uh, right, the end is getting into the throne room one-on-one with Jesus Christ. Right. That's where life, that's where the full life and the real life happens. Right. And uh, uh, if guys could only get a hold of that, right. That, that, the spiritual life, the spiritual walk with Jesus, is more real than what we can grasp with, with our four senses. Uh, that's bound to this earth, and uh, and that it's worth to give everything for. Right, uh, total. Uh, I, you are Lord, and I'm at your disposal or command to do as you bid, and uh, uh, the journey. Uh, puts that in the, in that, in that pathway format that, uh, uh, what did I recently read? It's you make the road by walking it. Right. Mm. so you got to get on that path. you got to get on the journey and uh, you got to keep that end in mind. And that is to sit with Jesus at the table and, uh, how much better than with a whole bunch of guys around you, uh, that you walked together with. And, uh, uh you know, as we met, the, the biggest takeaway for me, I mean, is that, but also just being in that fellowship with the nine guys for what, it was over a year, right? And we still keep going with the breakfast now and again, uh, just to be together because it's so good. Um, and and that's a reflection of the heart of God, right? To be in a relationship that holds us accountable one to the other. Uh, for our walk, for our journey.
1: Mm, that's good, Ziggy, You you are from Germany, is that right?
3: Well, way back when, I'm Canadian.
1: You're Canadian. No, you you claim Canada, <laughs> not Germany.
3: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You have a- <laughs> There's one of our guys
1: up in uh, Redding, California, who speaks, he's, he's half German, half Japanese, and uh, he wants to translate the journey into German. So I was just curious. uh, (laughs) Who who knows where God's going to take
3: this? That's a project.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, So um, did you guys tell me, uh, you know, a lot of times I, I, I was just reading Isaiah 61, I believe it is, where it talks about Jesus coming to set the captives free and, you know, open the eyes of the blind and take people out of bondage. And and I, I have thought for a while that the journey does that. God uses the journey process. It's all him. But I've seen guys set free and, and bondage broken and just eyes, spiritual eyes opened. Um, did you guys witness any of that in this first group in Canada? Guys that really got set free from anything, uh, any any major breakthroughs? Did you guys witness any of that in yourselves
0: or others? Anybody can jump in. I think one of our members had uh, quite a, a horrific uh, upbringing. From in it was it Jamaica, Ziggy or Wade, Josh?
3: Yeah, I think somewhere there in the Caribbean.
0: Yeah, I mean he the story he shared with us uh had to be freeing for him because what he went through was horrific and and how much god just protected him during those times um like he said he he's never really opened up about it to anybody uh until this journey group so that is uh quite i mean the story is phenomenal and it's a story he should share not me so it's like I saw God working in his life to, to free him of, of all that pain and, and hurt and uh, misguided understanding of life uh, to, to move from there to Canada and start his life all over again. And he came here on, on a total faith walk, right? So, uh, yeah, I think it was uh, that's one of those moments
3: yeah i thought of him as well as probably affecting it to for the most change and even his walk uh his faith walk i think got uh, uh impacted uh, pretty heavily by by his testimony that he gave us uh by by the journey uh where, where he began to really grasp of, of what it can be like and and that he uh he wanted that Mm.
1: That's yeah. good. Wait, anyone else or any anything you else you can think of on that front?
2: No, I think that was probably the biggest, um, probably the biggest outbreak or out outpouring of of testimony was for sure his story, and that came near the end of the of the our time together, um, and so. You know, I think, I think that, uh, all the guys were comfortable around us, but that was, you know, you, I don't know if I could looking back after he told, um, some of his, his story, um, I could, I could see myself noticing there was something that he wanted to talk about, but wasn't talking. Right. And so, so I, I think that was probably the biggest one, um, that I can think of. I was thinking of Josh too, when you guys were before you guys started talking about them.
1: Well, and, and you bring up a good point. A lot of times God's working on these men's hearts uh, through the whole year, but they may not share. They may not ever verbalize it to the group, but doesn't mean that. So sometimes if you're leading a group and you see, gosh, is this even impacting anybody? It could be really de- hitting them hard, even if they don't share, because guys right. a lot of times are slow to share. So you never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so, so Wade, so you guys were the leadership team at the church and now you've finished your group and you, you guys felt like it was now a tool you can use. So talk about some of the plans moving forward and any kind of vision for, for up there, what you guys have.
2: Yeah. So the last time we got together, we, like Ziggy said, we got together around breakfast because the bacon's always good. And, um, (laughs) and we talked about what does it look like from here? What what do we do with the, what do we do with the discipleship journey with the influencers? And, um, and I know Rick, um, mentioned then, and he just mentioned again that he's, you know, that maybe we do a couple's journey and I don't mean, right. Rick made the comment, not that we're going to work on, on their marriage, but what if we have husband and wife take the journey and have their own path start? Right. Um, and then there we go. There was two. Or, there's two, two or three guys in our initial group that are in their 20s. Um, so maybe we do a, a young adults group, and then maybe we start another men's journey, right? And I know that um, that you guys are re- focusing, uh, you know, moving some of your focus onto the ladies' side. And why can't they go through this? Why does this have to be just a a men's ministry? And so, um, so as soon as Rick mentioned the the couples taking that, well, what if there was five or six couples that go through this together and out of those five or six couples, there's two or three ladies that love the, the journey and they start a, a, a woman's um, program as well, a woman's journey, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's definitely, we don't call it a men's ministry anymore, even though that has been the bullseye and that's still a, a big heartbeat of what we do, but uh, we would call ourselves a discipleship ministry. So uh, there's, it's just a lot broader than what, what we thought before. So, Ziggy, are you uh, considering some next steps with the journey?
3: Uh, uh, well, I'm like for me personally, uh, we just started a connect group uh, or a small group uh, that we're leading and trying to get established. And uh, I'm involved in that way where certainly that's discipleship as well. Uh now we're we're not gonna use uh at least not to start out with the the journey uh per se. Uh I'm so certainly there supporting uh uh these guys in what they want to do or whoever starts up uh to to encourage them and pray and bless them into it. So so uh for the time being it's more the encouragement supportive uh kind of role. Yeah.
2: Well, if and, I, you, and if I can interject, though, Ziggy, I also um, oh, did I lose you? Or are you still there? Be a pretty there. picture of you. Okay, okay. hold on. <laughs> um, but if I can, if I can add something, though, Ziggy, you did mention that um, you know I, I gave you a couple books, so I know that, that you're still you're still in the process of uh, maybe it's one-on-one stuff that you're doing. But I I know that um, I know you've still got. You know your your feelers are still out there with the discipleship journey, with the influencers because because you're handing
3: books out, right? Well, well that, uh, I mean you're a disciple, right? You're on the journey. So yeah. so uh, when somebody at church comes to you and says like, how can I get involved with guys? Right? What comes to mind?
0: Yeah. Right? yeah.
3: It's, it's a it's a next up startup discipleship uh, the the journey group. That I want to hook them into.
1: Well, I've I've always told uh, the people I've led through. I was like, you know, if if God's not calling you to lead a journey group when we're done, that's fine. But but you need to be making disciples because that's what Jesus told you to go do. So you you just got to find your place of how you want to go make disciples, how you want to live it out, um, and you got to keep abiding. <laughs> if you if you don't abide, then you won't have the fruit, and you won't have the power of the Spirit with you. And so it all falls into place. But uh, another thing I would say is a lot of churches are having success using the Journey to the Inner Chamber book and the six-week study just on an ongoing basis, just as an on-ramp for people to come and, men and women, that go and, and go through the book and, under, you know, cue on some of the principles. And then some of those will go into long-term journey groups. So, So it's something you guys might think about up there. So, uh, so Wade, um, I, I wanted to ask you this. I guess so. You didn't. This was about a year after the second Sully business, right? Yeah, it
2: would have been. Yeah.
1: So what? I mean, what? I mean, I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit, but how did that happen that you even remembered that? Hey, we should check out this journey. Were you? Did you stay in contact? Were you on the mailing list or anything? Or how did you? How did you? No, get
2: I. I don't think I. No, I think the. I think the 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 second Soli business when you were there, you you ran out to your car and, and gave me um, a couple of the uh, material, right? I think you had the, um, uh, one of the, one of the books that was also, I can't remember which book it was, but you also gave me the, the leadership guide and the, and the, and the study manual. Right. Right. Um, so I think it was right from the first day um, that I met Rocky, it, there was something about the influencers and the work that they were doing um, in guys that uh, intrigued me. And so, and, and Rick too, like we talked about that after our first solely business, when, when Rocky spoke, um, you know, that there was just something about that or your, the organization that you guys are, are, you know, growing. Um, and then, uh, and I, and then, like I said, I, Rick mentioned that, that that's the challenge with some of the churches is that we, we all, we become Christians, but then what? <laughs> right. We go to church yeah. every Sunday, but then what? Like, th- there really is nothing. I, this is the first time that I have ever seen anything that says, here's your next steps to becoming a, to, to growing in your faith.
1: Yeah. 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 It's definitely. And I, and I've told my story many times, but I, I didn't know what to do other than go to like go to events. And then the best we had was accountability groups. But that yeah. still was all. That was all horizontal and no vertical, and so we didn't know how to go deeper. And and so I, and I found most men were not reading their Bibles and were not following the Holy Spirit because they didn't know how. Right. And it wasn't their fault. But yeah. So so yeah. Well, we're we're so excited, and, and it's going to be cool to see how what God does with this because I know there's many more just like you guys that are probably looking for something, and women too, like you mentioned, and couples and. And it's going to be fun to track and see what God does. I know there's some other guys, you know, Randy Haw. I don't know if you know him. He was a, he, yep. he's got a few groups uh, that came out of the the solely business up there. And uh, another guy, Kevin, John um, blank on his last name right now, but he's, uh, he led a group. And so uh, it's just fun. It, it, we just have to, uh, to go in God's timing, not ours, you know, and it's, it's kind of a slow process sometimes by our standards, because we want to learn everything now. But uh, Rocky has the famous quote, start small, go deep, and pray big. And so I think that's what we want to join you guys in praying praying big for Canada. So I guess on that note, my last question is, how can we be praying for you guys? Uh, how can all the influencers out there who hear this, how can we be praying for you guys?
3: I, I you think wanna? one Absolutely
1: of the could, most,
3: uh, the, the best way is that uh, Holy Spirit leads us to the to the people that, uh, uh, need this and that he opens them up to it and, uh, uh and that we uh, are sensitive enough to hear, uh, the cry of guys or, or, or women or couples, uh, for this and, uh, that we then, uh, are prepared to step in and, uh, and say, let's go, uh. I I think that the sensitivity to how Holy spirit is going to use this, uh, and, uh, to, to, uh, uh, deepen, uh, his relationship with them.
1: That's right. Rick, how about you?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, just pray for us to have our hearts and minds open to, to the people that God puts before us because, um, and that, that we stay focused on, on what God's calling is for us through this, this journey. Uh, like I, I feel a calling to, to start a, a couples thing. Uh, it's not going to be a couples thing. Cause I think it's more about men and women together in a triangle. You can't move to towards the Lord on an equal walk because you're two different people, but the journey allows you to move up that triangle to where the Lord is on an even keel. And uh, I would love to see this journey become a marital thing. You know, when pastors say, are you ready to get married? I think you need to do this journey. Hmm. Because all the marriage courses and uh, I've been supporting our marriage programs out of our church. And it, it sort of sounds like the men and women in their own relationship, even my own relationship with my wife is it's changing because of this journey, because I felt she was always ahead of me in the spiritual walk and and this has allowed me to grow so much faster and and with clarity. And I think guys, we don't pick up on things as we uh, 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, we need this early on in life so that we can enjoy life instead of struggle through it uh, and, and find our way when we're 60 years old, you know, it's just, it's a shame.
1: Well, and you and I, you and I've talked to Rick, but uh, it works great with couples. I've led several couples journey groups and it's a little different dynamic, but it, it's, and you're right. It's not a marriage study. It's about a man and a woman, both going vertical toward Christ and intimate. Yeah. Way. And as they do that, the intimacy between them grows as well. And it's just, I've seen it before my eyes. So yeah. uh, that's cool that you're thinking about that. Wade, any any last uh, comment about a prayer for you or for for up there? Um, I think, so there's, there's, I'm, I'm just thinking of this
2: one individual. I'm not necessarily for a prayer for them, but for in general, because if they're having the same thought, then maybe others are too. And the one conversation I had with somebody uh, that was, that's talking about, um, or the, I'm, I'm trying to influence them the, to go through the young adults um, discipleship group, if that's what we decide to do is the one comment they made was but I don't know if I have enough knowledge to be able to go through that. Hmm. And it's amazing because I'm I'm sitting here with with nine guys in in our discipleship journey and I would say at least seven of them that I look up to spiritually, right? That I feel they have more knowledge in the spiritual realm than I do. I feel like I'm just a baby in this and and what I realized with, with um, the discipleship journey is that it is meant to take you from babyhood to, and to be able to be a self-feeder. This isn't meant for the self-feeders already. And so I think prayer for guys and ladies and whoever's thinking about this to realize that they don't need to know it all, that this is their journey to be able to be a self-feeder and not have to be one to begin.
1: Yeah, that's a great that's a great point, Wade. Um, yeah, because it, people sometimes will read that journey there in the chamber and they think, "Gosh, I'll never be there." You know, and you're thinking, "Well, yeah, it's a process." Mm-hmm. And uh, i've I've seen people I've seen the journey work with uh, people who probably weren't even Christians, all the way to I've seen it work with men who were pastors for forty years, and, and they just they needed the season of of being still and letting God minister to them, and instead of always pouring out you know so it it meets people where they are but that's a great that's a great thought a good sensitivity that you have wade because you'll encounter and the devil doesn't want people to go through this either so there's always resistance when you're trying to recruit people so exactly well we're all going to be praying for you guys and you know I'll be in touch with you guys and we'll help you however we can but uh, thank you for taking the time today to we do this podcast, and uh, I know it'll bless and encourage people out there. There's probably guys just like you who are in new cities who who are thinking, "Well, I guess if they did it in Canada, I can do it in my city." So uh, hope it hope it inspires some people. So uh, so thank you, gentlemen, for for taking the time today.
0: No problem. Thank, thank you, Ryan. If oh, you're you got, if you have anybody in Canada that wants to talk to us, uh, you know, just give them our number.
1: Okay, I will. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast and uh, you can definitely connect with us if you want to get in contact with these guys or want to learn anything about the journey or our discipleship process, go to our website, influencers.org. And uh, I mentioned it before, we have a brand new website coming out in January. We're really excited about it. It's going to be even uh, better than we have now and, and can better connect us all over the globe because uh, we're growing so fast. So, anyway. Um, so thank you for being with us today. There's also other podcasts on the website under resources and podcasts. You can find uh, find other broadcasts that we've done. And uh, all of this is just to try to help you on your journey. So I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today.
0: And